It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 267 of Locked On Raptors for Saturday, January 27th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Uh, of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which shows team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And those are all together on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, speaking of David Locke, he was on the podcast that I did earlier today, or last night, uh, talking about the Jazz game. We, we uh, met up after the game last night at the ACC, chatted a little bit while uh, he was waiting for the bus to take off to the airport, and uh, recapped a very ugly loss. So if you want to check that episode out, that's on the feed. And uh, while you're checking that episode out, subscribe to the feed, leave a rating, leave a review, all that good stuff. Uh, it very much helps to make us more visible, make us more popular, and all that good stuff. Um, all right, on today's show... A very special mailbag. Uh, this is going to be like the all-nonsense mailbag, I think, but uh, I'm very excited. And to uh, join me in going through some of these very strange questions I got from people for the mailbag I was supposed to write this week, uh, but instead I'm going to do an audio form. It's, uh, you know, from Twitter as at Brown is the Night. It's Adithia. How's it going, man? Hey, how you doing, Sean? I am great. Uh, this should be fun. We have some very strange questions here, some sort of NBA-related, some sort of Raptors-related Others, uh, not at all. And then your question that you sent in, I think, is what we're going to wrap things up with because uh, it, it promises to be very silly and great. Um, you ready to do this, man? Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right. So first question here comes from uh, from Raptors HQ, John Godis. Uh, in life, what would you use uh, a knee surgery threat to get out of? I'll, I'll go to you first. A knee surgery threat? Hmm. Wait, as in... Like, uh, as in Kyrie. Oh, like, right. <laughs> What's that, sorry? As, oh, like Kyrie. Yeah, oh, like God. Kyrie, yeah. What are you using a knee surgery threat to avoid having to do? Hmm. Uh, say, help someone move. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think mine would just be, uh, like... Cancel plans? <laughs> is that, cancel plans with friends that I don't want to go do? Is that is that 
Does that make me a bad person? I, uh... It seems like a little bit extreme of a threat for that <laughs> seems like you want to save that one for something bigger <laughs> i don't know like i don't know sometimes i'm just like yeah i could because like i'm out of toronto now like i'm an hour outside the city so uh it's really easy for me to, i guess i can just say oh i don't want to take the trip but um i feel bad because i don't see my friends as much anymore um, i mean i feel like the easy one there is just say like i'm having car problems or something yeah yeah or, or i guess you guys have trains though up there yeah the trains are uh not feeling the train today. I'm a little motion sick. I don't know. Um, the moving one is good. I am trying to think of other stuff. I don't know. I usually try to put myself in situations where I'm not doing something that I don't want to do. Um. <laughs> I'm going to ask to borrow money. I'm like, no, I, I need that. My knee surgery. <laughs> uh, what is your whole... Uh, we could talk about the calves if you want because... In, go on a tangent here there's another actually another Cavs question I think about all their bad point guards it's not really a question it's more just a, a commentary on how many bad point guards they have where are you at with this Cavs beef man it, it's unbelievable the Kevin Love thing last night bending down to give the ball to Isaiah Thomas is maybe my favorite thing that's happened all season man like they I don't know I mean there's a part of you that just feels like the fatalistic part where feels like oh they're gonna get it together or even if they don't get it together they're just gonna still win the east anyways but yeah they really feel mortal mm-hmm. in a, that i mean they remind you of like lebron's like last heat team in that everyone else in the team was like bad and broken down by the finals but then on top of that they all hate each other so i'm like finding it hard to see how they really put things together yeah unless on a superhuman which is obviously always in play. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, if you look at Twitter, all the 10 million stupid trades that are coming down, those will fix everything. Um, I'm so ready for the trade machine to go away. I, I, I need it to stop. Um, my favorite potential move is trading Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I think that would be beautiful. I think that would, I mean, it, it, it would be a perfect capper on that Kyrie trade, which was just stupid from the beginning. Um, trading Isaiah for, for George Hill or something like that. That would be really fun. I don't know. It's, it's so hard looking at the Cavs and trying to uh, – again, like you, you're totally right. Like you look at it and they do seem mortal. It does seem like the flaws are more real than they have been in the past. But at the same time, it's like, all right, LeBron's still there. And I'm not sold – I mean, the Raptors are going through this thing now where their crunch time offense sucks again. And – like that's going to be the thing that the Cavs expose in a playoff series and stuff like that. So like as much as you want to sort of build it up, like yeah, they can definitely be toppled. I don't really feel like they can. I think it's going to have to go well beyond just like a January spoon for them. Like I think we'll have to see like into March and April. Like if they're still this and they're like not going to win 50 games or whatever, then maybe you change your sort of calculus on them. But I, I just have a hard time totally buying in yet. It sucks. Um, what would What's that? Outside of, I said the question for me is like outside of LeBron and I guess Love right now. Although you know the problem with Love is like a lot of Caps fans on my timeline have been saying is that just his touches get um, or he loses the touch he should be getting for guys like Isaiah, yeah, whoever else, like even Derrick Rose and stuff like that. Whoever has the ball, you know, and the, the way that they play right now, that you know they're not putting their giving their best players the most the touches that they need um, apart from LeBron. Like that's seems like a lot has to change and outside of those two I'm finding that they need to get something from someone else and doesn't seem like anyone else is giving them much right now although you know in a single playoff series that can always change 
Yeah, I, I think the, when I look at their roster, I, I, you would think that, yeah, there's, like, some room to improve defensively or whatever, or just, like, to get more out of this core. Okay. But, like, it's not very compelling <laughs> when you look up and down. Like, if Kevin Love's your second-best player, I mean, he's an incredible third-best player. He was... Uh, for that title team and all that stuff, and he's been great this season, really, by his standards. Like, he's had an amazing shooting season and, and all that stuff. His, his defense has been better, but, um, like, I, the drop-off from Kyrie to Isaiah, let alone, like, a fully-fledged, like, healthy Isaiah. Like, I think in the playoffs, he's still a significantly worse player than Kyrie. Um, but, like, with Isaiah being so useless at this point and just totally not healthy, and I'm not sure he'll get there this season because that hip injury, like, that's a debilitating thing. And who knows how long it's going to take to get back. Um, to full strength for him, I, there's it's just not a good roster, and they'll probably pull some dumb trade out of their out of their asses because that's what they do, and they somehow turn all these like dead contracts into something every single year. But um, well, they don't have David Griffin now, like yeah. because they dumped him for no reason too. <laughs> what a dumb like. So the Cavs after LeBron, they're gonna become like the worst organization in basketball, right? Um, like Kings yeah, level. I mean, yeah, I guess who else is there? I mean, the Magic, I guess. Um, uh, I mean, even the Kings seem a little bit more competent, although they're trying to trade George Hill yeah. after, what, five months for signing, signing for, what, $60 million or something? Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to be down in that bottom echelon again. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, I guess the four years of Kyrie running the show uh, are kind of speak to how bad it could get. I mean, and I guess if Dan Gilbert sells to a competent person, maybe it's different. But with, with Dan Gilbert there, I don't see them being anything better than a uh, perennial like, lottery team until they happen into another star who happens to be from uh, Akron. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you had to take the Cavs versus the field right now, this is the popular question to throw right now. Like, are you taking the Cavs over the field or... Like in the east, I mean, at least. I want. I want to. I want to take the field. I really do. Yeah. So I'm just. I'm just gonna go for it. And if I end up with like on my face, so be it. No, I said Raptors could give them a run for their money last year, and I did not. That did not have play out. But I feel like if I keep saying that they're uh, that the field is gonna win, then eventually the field will win. Yeah, like LeBron can't do this forever. Eight years in a row to make the final seems like a lot. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. It's so hard to say, and we're gonna be talking about this for months now because this is like the only, like the the end game is kind of all, the only thing anything anyone cares about with the Raptors at this point. So um, I guess we'll see. But I I I'm, I can't escape. I would still probably take the Cavs over the field. I really like LeBron in the playoffs is so ridiculous. It's and we forget about it every single year, and then he does the LeBron thing and wins the East, and it's it's whatever. But uh, let's move on to the next question here. This one comes from uh, DJ Hippa Ten. Team LeBron versus Team Curry five-man tag team match with the starters. Who wins? I gotta pull this lineup up. Uh, I guess we're, we're uh, assuming healthy boogie here, right? Oh, uh, I'm bummed now. I forgot about yeah. that. So it's so sad, man. It sucks so bad. It's yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Do we? Are, yeah, I guess we can fact. I mean, maybe we shouldn't factor in healthy boogie and just throw in like Paul George or someone like that. Uh-huh. Uh But I'm, even then, I still think probably Team LeBron because they have LeBron. Yeah. If it's a tag team match, then yeah, definitely Team LeBron. Although I don't, I think Team Curry is getting slept on in terms of like the actual All Star game. 
Yeah, how do you evaluate whether or not a team is going to be good or not? I, I don't know how to do that, but... <laughs> I mean, in the All-Star game, it's like kind of hard to tell just because, you know, they're not going to be going 100%. Yeah. And I think no matter what, like, the game is going to be relatively close. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be stuff like, obviously, just who's who's shooting really well or who actually has more players that start... Or who starts to go fuck a few minutes earlier yeah. in a fourth quarter or whatever. But... I mean, just by from their starting lineup and bench units and stuff, like, the, what do you call it, the Steph's team does have, like, more shooting and things like that. Yeah. And I know it's an all-star game, so who knows, like, if there's actually going to be any kind of just on-court chemistry issues, like, uh, KD and LeBron and Kyrie and Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's an off chance, you know, that down in crunch time or whatever, LeBron's team is going to have, if they have, like, all four of those guys, like with Russ in there as well. Yeah. Uh, who, who who's going to be taking the shots? Who wants the ball versus um, Steph's team? You know, they're all going to defer to Steph, and then Harden's going to get a couple of shots in there probably. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, I I kind of think my strategy for picking an All-Star game, which, again, what a ridiculous thing, what a dumb sentence, but... Um, I I think my strategy is I kind of go with a team that has more guys who I think are going to gun for the MVP because I think that just leads to buckets because no one's defending them. So if they're just going to jack them up, like they're probably going to end up putting up 50 and therefore winning the game for their team. And I, I, I feel like all those guys are concentrated on LeBron's team. Like Anthony Davis won it last year or two years ago. Kyrie Irving's won it in the past. Westbrook's won it twice. Um, I, I could see KD going forward as well. That feels like more of a gunner-ish team, which I think in the All-Star game you kind of want, whereas like I could see just like lots of turnovers from Team Steph just because they're like passing too much and trying to be too friendly. Um, and That's true. Yeah, like you got like Al Horford out there setting hard screens and nice little pocket passes. and like, It's it's a very fundamentally sound team. But five minutes, though. What's probably. that? I said I can't see him getting more than five, ten minutes, though, in the game. Yeah, who do you think was the last pick? Did the order, the full order, get released? Um, I think someone. I don't think it did. Someone told me that uh, Steph got first pick among the reserves. Yeah, yeah. It would be LeBron's. LeBron would have had the last pick among the reserves. So I feel like the bottom four are probably some kind of like Horford, uh, Aldridge, and maybe Lowry. Just looking at Steph's team, I feel like Lowry might be down there and. I don't know. I couldn't tell based on LeBron's team. Maybe my guess would be John Wall if everyone just hates John Wall, which seems to be a thing now. Yeah. I wish it was televised, man. Yeah. What a bummer. 
like I've I've harped on this a million times on the podcast, so I won't get into it deep again. But if the NHL can do something and make it successful, there's no reason the NBA couldn't have done it. Um, exactly. And like, give a card to John Wall if he's picked last. I don't care. The thing is, like, Steph would have determined who got picked last because LeBron would just be saddled with him, right? So like, it's kind of on Steph, who like if there's someone there that he might have a vendetta against, maybe it was it was them. I, I'm guessing Russ was one of the first reserves picked. Um, I'm guessing, maybe, yeah, I think maybe Beal or Wall. Like, I would not be shocked if either of those guys was last, considering it's, like, I don't know if LeBron would be, like, so totally stoked on taking a wizard because there's, like, a weird thing with between those two teams. Um, yeah, I think my money's on on Wheeler. Wheeler, Ball. Ball or, what the hell? <laughs> Beal or Wall? Uh, yeah, I think the starters, it's kind of... Uh... I think it's kind. Uh, you can kind of guess the order that they were taken in. Oh, the order did come out for that. The full order? Yeah, I think so. Uh, DeRozan was last, I believe. Um, okay, yeah, that's then, what I figured. Yeah, DeRozan was, was last. I think. Kyrie uh, last for LeBron, or no? Kyrie was LeBron's uh, second pick after KD, which is amazing. What? Wow. Yeah, or he was. I think he was like the. F- well, he might have been. He might have been picked before Demar. Actually, he might have been the second last, but. Or, okay. uh, he he wasn't stuck with Irving. That's all I know. He he definitely took him while there were other people on the board, which is just outstanding. Well, he would have taken he would have taken AD before um, Kyrie, right? Because then Steph would have taken AD. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kyrie was his third pick. I think Cousins was his last pick. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that that makes sense. I saw the list yesterday, and I uh, I'm just okay. I'm just trying to find the image in my head of it. But yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he picked Kyrie before Cousins, which is just outstanding. Like what yeah. a tr- what a beautiful troll move. I, I respect it so much. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, this one comes from Degoat Season. Uh, if you could be one fruit, which one would you be? If you could be a fruit, yes. Huh. This is a. Uh... This is certainly a tough question. <laughs> like, I don't even know what criteria I'm using to evaluate. Here. Yeah, no, there's no caveats given. It's just be a fruit. Be a fruit. I'm just, I'm trying to think. What's a fruit that nobody eats? That was That's my that was my thing, right? <laughs> dragon fruit. Dragon fruit. Or pi- I mean pineapple. Well, no, people eat pineapple. I mean, just in the sense that if you're just a pineapple sitting out there, you know, it's like you got the spikes and stuff. Yeah, you're not you're not yeah. a you're not a like you're not vulnerable to predators. Yeah, you don't have to deal with like the bu- as many bugs and stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm... Damn. Uh... Coconut by that standard, actually, it'd be a coconut or jackfruit. What's a jackfruit? Oh, it's a thing that uh, they have in India. So it's just like it's kind of I'm trying to think. I have to look up actually just to make sure I'm not getting it wrong. Yeah, just a big, uh, big green fruit. Uh, like okay. Big... Yeah, yeah. Is it sort of like melon adjacent? Uh, I think so. Okay. Yep. I'm looking at. Oh, it's a it's a species of fig. Okay. That makes sense then. Um. Reaching as much as eighty pounds in weight. Jeez. That's yeah, enormous. I definitely want to be that. <laughs> um, I can tell you, I would not want to be a crab apple because uh, oh. terrible teenagers like myself used to like throw have like fights with them. And like throw them at people. Like we had like crab apple fights as kids. Uh, 
Um, and uh, sorry, I'm getting phone calls from my house for some reason, but uh, I, 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 never mind. Uh, no, what's what's your favorite fruit? If we're gonna go, if we have, if we're gonna go with ones that are like sparingly eaten as the one we want to be, uh, I'm gonna go dragon fruit because it looks cool and no one eats it. The NBA opted to not televise the inaugural. Is that you? Oh, I thought that was yeah. me. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite fruit? What's the best fruit? Favorite fruit, and. I feel like either clementines or bananas would be my pick. Ooh, clementines, good. That's a good one. Um, I think I'm a blueberry guy just because I think they're versatile. You can put them in anything. They're good in desserts. Uh, mm. So I'll go that. Apparently, eggplants are fruit. I did not know that. Eggplants are fruit. Yeah, really? I'm learning this now. Oh right, but that's I go tomato. Actually, tomatoes are great. I have to eat tomatoes in everything. Oh, I hate tomatoes. Huh. There's always people like I meet people who just is like very very virulent hatred of tomatoes. I've never been able to understand it. My thing with tomatoes is like I'll put them on something, but I'll never eat them by themselves or like in large chunks. Like if I got a salad with like big chunks of tomato, there's nothing more displeasing to my tongue. Like it's the texture is too like just like wet. That's how I would describe it. It's like wet and it doesn't really. There's not. There's no crunch to it. It's just. I don't know. The, the flavor is a little bitter. Doesn't uh, do it for me. I guess I don't really eat that much salad like that. So right. for me, just like stuff like in cooking and stuff, everything. I a lot of things I cook or have tomatoes in them. That's fair. Or you know, things like uh, Mexican food uh, or yeah. sandwiches, things like that. So yeah, that's tomato, fair. Yeah. Cake. As a base of something like a salsa or a pico or something like that, like I'm cool with tomato. But as like the, like, I don't know. Like my mom will just like cut up a slice of tomato and just like put salt and pepper on it and eat it like a steak. It's like no, that's disgust. That's so gross. Um, or we just plain tomato sandwiches. Um, shouts to Justin Rowan. So <laughs> uh, I did kind of used to do something like that in high school, except I always just smeared it with a ton of hot sauce, like toaster roll, put a tomato. Or like douse it in hot sauce, right? But I feel like that, I feel like that's a little bit different since at least there's some hot sauce there. But yeah, that's, yeah. But seems a little bit too extreme for me. Yeah, not doing it for me. Um... No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Let's go to the next question. This one comes from uh, RapsFan1237. He asked like a bunch. A few of them are Raptors related, but uh, we're going to ask two of them are not, so we'll get to those ones. Uh, what is one strange rule change you'd like to see implemented in the NBA? Like, aka a four-point line or something like that. Hmm. Do you want to take this one first? I need a second to think. Sure, I have like a larger scale one. Um, I would like to see uh, 
I've, I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I've written about this somewhere before. I want uh, like an FA Cup style tournament in the league. Uh, it's not like an in-game rule thing, but I think that would be great. Uh, that, that would, like over the course of the season, you take out some regular season games, you turn this little tournament into like a secondary thing that people are trying to win. Uh, it adds to Hall of Fame candidacies. It adds to you know who's the best player in the league you know, conversations and stuff like that. You'd have certain guys who are just like tournament legends. Uh, I'm all for like a secondary k- trophy to, to play for in, in the form of a little knockout tournament. Um, and in terms of a, like a strange rule for like on the court in game, give me like a, a line from which if you dunk, if you take off for a dunk from outside of it, it's worth three. Hmm, I like that one. Like um, a, like a little further out than the restricted area, but yeah. not too too much further. All right, the honest line, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have a I have a big scale one too. Um, so I've been I've been wanting this for a while. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I've always wanted in the once you have the playoff field set and stuff, you let the top teams in each conference like pick their opponent. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So for and then obviously this would also have to be a tele. Uh, some sort of tele- uh, television in some way or other. Mm-hmm. And just think of all like the intrigue and storylines you generate. Um, it also helps with like top teams who, you know, if you have if you get stuck with an eight seed who's like injured for most of the year, but actually way better than their um, than their record would suggest. Yeah, you know, at least they get the chance to pick the team. Maybe who's like was a better who's like the fifth seed, but was a better team, but they've just lost a couple of their guys, so actually just crap now. So they can pick that team or whatever. And then this also obviously does a lot for rivalries and drama and things like that. You got to be careful who you pick if they're going to just get pissed off and really take it out on you. I could see. But I, I wouldn't want to be the Raptors pick. Not these Raptors, but like the Raptors team that uh, had the Wizards a couple years ago. Or something. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be that team picking the Wizards and then getting smashed. Yeah, would it be the one seed picks first? I guess as like their. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. So the 4-5 just kind of gets stuck. Or the 4 yep. and whoever's left over, yeah. Um, mm. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm fully on board with this as well. I think this should be a thing in all sports. Uh, it would amp up the petty, for sure. There would be, as you said, the rivalry stuff. I, I feel like Damian Lillard would get upset about this, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I'm fully so on board with this. Do though? What's that? I said, "What is Dame going to do about it, though? Like, I wouldn't be worried about picking Dame, uh, picking Dame's team." No. <laughs> let's pull up the NBA standings right now, uh, and let's do a little exercise here. So, let's go to the Eastern Conference first. If you're the Celtics, who do you pick to be your opponent? Can you pick anyone from four to seven, four to eight, or you can go two uh, to eight, two to eight? Or I would say five. Uh, I've thought about this. I guess uh, just for the sake of simplicity, it'd probably be five to eight because. No, I guess you do want to reward the teams that get home court with yeah, yeah. not getting stuck with the one seed or something. Yeah. Alright, so if I'm the Celtics right now, um I'm trying to think, looking at this list. Ah, hmm. I mean, the petty in me would just want to take the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, I guess, no, I think I'd probably just go with the Pacers, right? Because outside of, I mean, they're young, they're kind of on the younger side, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. If I'm the Celtics, I probably uh, probably the Sixers because I don't think the Sixers are going to be even close to a good playoff team. 
Like they're, they're young. They are terrible in crunch time. They turn the ball over a million times a game. Mm. And it, like if you get Embiid in foul trouble, there's nothing going on there. And obviously, you have to get him in foul trouble first. But like, I don't. I don't think the Sixers are a scary playoff team at least this season. Like they're just not seasoned enough. Young players suck in the playoffs. They're, mm. they're so young that I would probably go the Sixers above anyone else there. Then um, if you're the Raptors. If you're taking the Pacers, who do you take if you're uh, if you're the Raptors? For, if you're taking the Pacers for the Celtics, if that was your pick, was that yeah. your pick? Uh, I'd say probably go with the Sixers then. In that okay. case, I mean, I would be worried them a little bit in terms of a team. Well, from the for the Celtics, I guess, like as a team that can just try to beat them up on the glass a little bit without actually. Um, well, they don't have much spacing anyways, but not like sacrificing additional spacing because yeah. their size, but. I said it's more in a year or two than right now. Yeah. But yeah, I would take the Sixers for the Raptors. Um, okay, yeah. If Okay, so if, assuming I have the Sixers for the Celtics, I would probably take... I'd probably take the Pacers above the Raptors. I mean, that's scary because the Pacers, but it's a totally different Pacers team. Um, all these teams are terrifying if you're the Raptors because the playoffs are a scary place where bad things happen. Um, if you're the Cavs, who you take, assuming the Wizards and Bucks are left over? Hmm. The tough one. I guess the Bucks. You just worry about them figuring stuff out, and you know Giannis being Giannis, and you know giving LeBron a run for his money is the best player within the context of that series. Uh, hmm. I'm. I just. I'm just gonna go Wizards here. I think they own the Wizards. I don't think. I think mm. they would destroy the Wizards. <laughs> yeah. There's just a psychological thing there. I think. Um, huh. So yeah, I would go Cavs Wizards as well. That leaves us with Heat Bucks for both of us. That's the NBA TV series right there. <laughs> um, so in this hypothetical, in the second round, does the one and two seed or like the two highest seeds left get to pick who they play among the remaining teams, or do you just bracket it from the from the original picks? I feel like in practice, I mean, I would love for this to be the case, but I feel like in practice probably just be simpler to have um, just do have it bracketed from okay. that point on. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it'd be really fun if they got rid of the conferences and did one to sixteen. Pick your opponent. Hell yes, that'd be pretty Hopefully. dope. If uh, LeBron goes to the West, you know, I'm <laughs> hope they change things to one to sixteen. Uh, so at West, Warriors one. Who would you take uh, between the Thunder, Pelicans, Blazers, and Nuggets right now? I mean, right now, I think you have to go Pelican just because no boogie. If we're factoring that in, but making me sad again. I, I know. Uh, poor Boogie, man. I hope yeah. he gets paid. I hope he gets really, really paid. Yeah, and I hope he's like able to come back. Yeah, and without like dropping off or anything. Mm. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. I would think you're probably right. The Pelicans, and they've like, I mean, the Pelicans with Boogie are probably getting blitzed by the Warriors anyway. So, uh, yeah, without it's much easier. I guess there's a possibility of an Anthony Davis explosion, but. Actually, I'll probably go Nuggets if I'm the Warriors. The Nuggets are kind of trash. They don't have a point guard. Or they don't have Millsap either still, right? Uh, Yeah, he should be back sort of soon, I think, maybe. Um, mm. But yeah, I would, yeah, if I'm the Warriors, i go Nuggets just because I think their defense is hilariously bad. And you can kind of just take, uh, just hang out for, for a round, win four games, score 140 points a game. I think uh, that's what I'd go with. What do you got okay. for the Rockets then? Yeah, I would take the Nuggets based on the same criteria. Right. Uh, I'd probably go Rockets-Pels at this point. 
Okay. Consider yeah. oh, actually the Pelicans are like an oddly good three point shooting team, considering mm-hmm. they have no three point shooters. <laughs> like Etwan Moore is like lighting it up. So maybe that's a team that could keep pace. I would actually okay if I'm the Rockets, I go Blazers because the Blazers' offense is somehow terrible, mm-hmm. and you got to avenge that uh, that playoff loss from a few years ago. Plus, CP3 like owns Damian Lillard's soul in a way that like just. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Give me the, uh, this is, the, we gotta, we haven't had much petty in our picks here, aside from maybe Cavs, Wizards, so I'm down for that. Um, Spurs. So I have the Thunder and Pelicans left over. I guess at this point I take the Pelicans against the Spurs. Yeah, I think the Thunder are going to be the last choice team, obviously, in this, uh, with the current standings. Yeah. They're scary, man. Mm-hmm. Their, uh, their defense is absurdly good. I, I, would you okay? You're picking the Rockets against the field to make the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. Who are you taking? Um, I'm taking uh, I'm taking the Rockets just because uh, I'm not scared of the Spurs. Obviously, um, I said Timberwolves. No, I don't. I think they have limitations and stuff as of right now that they'll probably get exposed in a seven game series against the Rockets mm-hmm. and. Honestly, I just think the Thunder are going to end up on the opposite side of the bracket, That's which fair. is what I, which is what I've been hoping for. You know, Warriors Thunder in the first round and second round, then Warriors Rockets Western Conference Finals. That would be very fun. Oh, mm-hmm. Rockets Thunder would be so good. Or sorry, Warriors Thunder would be so good. Oh, God, uh, I need this. We we just we need more. Like we have enough NBA beef right now, but give me more of it. I can't get enough. It's so good. It's been a good 2018 has been a very good year for beef so far. Yeah. Things are very promising in that department. Like I don't know whether it's just like everyone's mad at the refs and they're like directing their anger towards the players at the, like because they can't really direct it towards the refs anymore uh, lest they get texts. Um, I, I don't know what it is. It's great though. Give me more of it. It's so good. Uh, let's get to your final question here, the final boss for this mailbag podcast. Um, shouts to the Defeated podcast, by the way, for... I'm sure inspiring this a little bit. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, I mean, I got it just from it was a meme that had been floating around. For yeah, years. yeah, that's fair. But they they went hard trying to figure out. I'm uh, impressed. Yeah. If no one's seen the meme, it's like the the certain numbers of different animals. Uh, three of them you get on your side, and the rest are coming to kill you, and you need to pick the ones that'll defend you best. Or two of them? You're picking two. Yeah, it was it was two in the original right. scenario, right. but. My personal thought is that you can't actually do that with two. I just found it. I couldn't think of a way where that wouldn't end with you dying. Yeah, everyone thought the rats was like this. Uh, like uh, it depends on the size of the battlefield, I suppose. Um, mm. Everyone thought this rat, the rats were like this, like insurmountable force. But I, I don't know. Like I feel like bulls can run over rats just fine. Yeah, I think the rats are a thing where you can't um, you can't not have them on your team. But also, like, they're not going to be as good defending you necessarily. Yeah, so, like, that's fair. So, you know, you're just like ground bound. You yeah. know, you can just run. If if the other animals are just trying to kill you and not, like, your entire army in the process, like, you just have someone run, like, can run through them if they go quickly enough, get to you. Yeah, I think I went bulls and eagles as my final pick. But uh, that's not what this question is. The question you posed is... Uh, all of the Raptors I guess there's 14 Raptors not 15 I have it written down here uh, so you get to pick between all 14 Raptors 
Uh, you get picked. You get to pick three to defend you, and mm. the other twelve are coming, or eleven. Other eleven are coming to kill you. And who do you pick? Uh, I'm. So I'm trying to think of the parameters of this. So my image of like how death occurs in this situation is that like I, the the, the person at risk of dying, is like wearing a hat that has like a basketball net on it, and oh. my death comes when someone like comes and dunks on the net and like severs my spine. By like hanging onto the rim and doing that way, um, and then, so everyone in this situation is like dribbling basketballs, and the defenders are trying to stop the people who are dribbling basketballs from coming to dunk on me to kill me. Does that make sense, or is that too, I, I had given it that little thought, but I absolutely love this. Okay, um, <laughs> this version of the question. So you're the, you're the human version of the net that uh, uh, the backboard that that Shaq shattered, or one of the many that he shattered. Um, in this situation, you're trying, and you need three Raptors to defend you uh, against the other eleven coming to try to dunk on you and murder you at the same time. Uh, should there be refs involved in this? Hmm. Uh, I say I say no refs. Okay, so that changes my. Uh, so w- one of them for me is Lucas Nogueira. If there were going to be refs, I would say not him because he picks up fouls so rapidly uh, that it would probably. I, if you could foul out of this situation, you would be screwed pretty early. Uh, but I'll say Lucas Nogueri is the best rim protector on the team, and he can uh, he can protect your head top a little bit. Uh, do you have like a first pick? We can go back. We can we can go back and forth with our selections if you want. All right, we can do that. Um, I'll say Lowry. You know, because I need someone to at least help prevent guys from getting to the basket. Yes. In this He's, uh, he's good at digging down. Uh, I wouldn't go Lowry because I think DeLon Wrights surpassed him as a defensive point guard. Uh, Lowry tends to get a little lackadaisical sometimes no, by no fault of his own. He's just preserving himself for the playoffs. But uh, DeLon Wright is a, is a nasty defender, and uh, he will help. He can come help Bebe if uh, there's a bigger guy on Bebe. DeLon can come dig down a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go DeLon with Bebe as my second. Who's your second? Alright. Well, I guess if this was an actual fight, I don't know if I'd be so inclined to take him, but in this scenario, you know, I'd, I'd just have to go with Ibaka. Right. <laughs> so, I, hopefully that he likes me enough to care whether or not, but if I die, I mean, we're making that assumption here. Because if he doesn't, then and I wouldn't want him on my team at all. He wouldn't give a shit. He'd just let me die right away. <laughs> uh... I'm also trying to think of like what it would let be like if they were coming at you. Like I don't think Abaka is really going to hurt you too much because he's got this weird dribble game that uh, sometimes he can dunk. But if you get in front of him enough, I think you can kind of deter him from dunking, and he'll just try to shoot a three on your head, even though the object of the game is to dunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm afraid of uh, defending against Abaka, but yeah. Well, that, that's the thing is like I want to try to balance it with guys coming at me who I think. Uh, are less scary to defend against as well. Like, I'm not trying to just load my team with good defenders because, like, I would probably have Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I'd probably have Pascal Siakam, but also, like, I'm not scared of his dribble game either. Um, yeah. And almost the same with OG, although I think OG might be my third just because he's so good at defense. Oh, shit, and, yeah. Like, and, he's pro- I mean, Sorry, go ahead. He's someone, you don't want him dunking on you either. Yeah, he's the hardest dunker on the team, I think. Um, mm, sure. So uh, I guess, yeah, sorry, go for your third. Shoot, I'm trying to think here. Right, now I'm trying to take that into account as well. It's at that point, well, DeRozan is someone you probably worry about to some extent, but 
Yeah, you can probably frustrate him a little bit into like not trying to dunk so hard and I don't know if he's going to be as great stopping other people from dunking. Yeah. Um, Probably not Pirtle. I mean, Pirtle's gotten dunked on enough. <laughs> trust him now. <laughs> he's also thrown down some mean dunks too, though. That is true. Maybe I'll just go JV and hope that he gets annoyed enough that he like starts just taking hard fouls on people. <laughs> uh, my worry... So I'm happy with my three. Like, I'm down with... Bebe, Delon, and OG. My one worry is is Jonas's post game and him backing Bebe down to the point where he just dunks over him. Mm. Um, like I think that's where I'm most susceptible. That's where I'm really relying. I think on Delon and OG to help uh, with the help defense um, to try to force him to kick it out. I guess which he doesn't really do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not like Kyle. I'm not worried about him around the rim. So uh, like we can neutralize him reasonably well with with Delon. Uh, CJ, once again, not much of a dunker. I'm not even sure if CJ Miles can dunk. Uh, hmm. Fred Van Vliet, same. I, I think I'm most scared of Jonas and maybe Norm Powell because he's a really good driver. He's fast. I mean, he's been terrible this season, but um, he also I think I'm more has... about my own guys, like just, you know, getting lazy or <laughs> not, giving, uh, not giving crap at some point. Like, why are we trying so hard to prevent this guy from dying? <laughs> It's a very astute point. Um, I, I I think OG and Delon are tryhardy enough that like I mean Bebe has the the spaciness that could cause me my life cost me my life in this, but uh, I think Delon and OG are are, are tryhards enough that it'll uh, they can they can switch and stuff and they can make the little the little plays get some deflections. This was fun. <laughs> it's got a little less heated than the than the defeated podcast did, but. Uh, this is a very good question. I appreciate you sending it in. Uh, thanks to everyone who sent in questions. I didn't answer some of the Raptors ones because, honestly, I'm tired of talking about the Raptors. I needed a day to not talk about the Raptors very much, uh, at least not in a serious sense. Um, Aditya, do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have anything going on that people should know about? Honestly, not much going on with me right now. I'm just in my <laughs> final semester of college. haven't written anything while just trying to graduate and find a job. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a that's a noble cause. Uh, are you doing the podcast with the the Clips Nation guys or no? Uh, I was. Oh yeah, I should plug that on their behalf. Yeah, you know we have a podcast which I haven't uh, been on in a while, but it's called the Lob the Gem the podcast. So it's it's with Robert Flom and uh, another Clippers fan. I don't know if he's on Twitter, but his name is Chapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a doctor in where is he now Iowa or something. But yeah, so we're scattered all over the place. That's super weird that you guys are completely like you guys are probably the most spread out SB Nation crew, I think, right? Well, I think Rob and Chapon are both from uh, LA originally. Oh, okay, that makes sense yeah. then. And so is Lucas, who's in New lives in New York, right? Here, okay. Well, maybe not so crazy. Mm-hmm. Clippers fans are uh, an interesting bunch, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. This was an interesting podcast. Aditya, thank you for coming on, man. Of course, anytime, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, keep sending in the really good mailbag questions. Um, you are the the lifeblood of the mailbag most of the time whenever I do decide to write one. Um, apologies to the listeners that I didn't write one this time. Uh, time got away from me and all that stuff. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please go to the iTunes page, leave a rating, leave a review. On Monday, we're going to have the first uh, round of matchups in the trivia tournament. I'm very excited. I'm recording those tomorrow. 
Uh, and those will be out on Monday. And uh, looking forward to seeing who advances. And uh, once again, thanks to Aditya for coming on. Uh, we will talk to you guys on Monday uh, with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Cheers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.